In a heart-wrenching overnight tragedy, a young boy named Nehemiah Griego committed a senseless act of violence, brutally taking the lives of his own family members. On March 20, 1997, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Nehemiah was born into a great Christian family and was one of the ten children of Gregory Griego. His father, Gregory, on the other hand, was quite well known in his neighborhood. He had grown up in a very poor family, and from adolescence on, he was a well-behaving boy. He came from a district where gangs were in their booming era, and he did not let himself be influenced in the wrong direction. However, after having obtained his high school diploma, he enlisted in the U.S., Army, and the New Mexico National Guard. This occurred during the period that he married his first wife, who gave him six children. Even though nobody expected it after some years, he became part of a gang and was involved in drug trafficking. His marriage was in its worst period when he was arrested and sentenced to prison. The term prison was a salvation for him. He took the time to reflect on his life and the path that he chose. Above all, he discovered his talent and passion and became a pastor, starting a new path of service to those who needed it most. He was chosen as a minister at Calvary Chapel in Albuquerque, but he also worked as a chaplain for the fire department. He was very active in prison, but this time on the other side of the bars, directing a veterans advocacy group. He was also involved in helping troubled children at the Metropolitan Detention Center. In 1994, he married his second wife, Sarah, who was about 10 years younger than he was. She was a very devout woman who was very active in the community, serving with the Bible, ancient music, and animation teams. Together, they had four children, Nehemiah, their firstborn, was born in 1997, followed by Yale in 2008, Angelina, who joined the family in 2011, and Safaniah, who was born in 2015. The children were homeschooled by Sarah. In addition, the family lived in a big house and was recognized and very appreciated by the whole community. Gregory, the father, was a big guy at first sight. He seemed impressive, but when we got to know him, he used to be a very nice and smiling man. At home, he was a bit strict and authoritarian. The family's life was governed by a lot of rules imposed by Gregory. For example, the girls had to have long hair as he found this look prettier and the boys had to have short hair and take good care of their hygiene. The boys had to be tough and strong, practicing a very traditionalist Christianity. Gregory considered his family to be soldiers of God. Leaving the children alone was not permitted, and each child had the obligation from a young age to comply with the rules and regulations of the family. Nehemiah was in a band and was a very talented musician who played the drums, bass, and guitar. Gregory was a fan of firearms and kept several inside the house. He used to say that the family had to be ready at all times in case of a burglary or a possible attack. He had taught his children how to handle weapons. All the children had to follow the rules imposed by their father, who was not very good at showing his love and affection towards his children. Nehemiah, in 2013, was 15 years old. He was a sympathetic boy with a very good school level. He had quite a lot of friends, and in fact, for a few weeks, he even had a 12-year-old girlfriend. He kept this a secret because he knew that his parents would not approve of it. He was a boy who had always been very active and needed to move around. He used to wrestle when he was younger and his father closely monitored his training. He also participated in several tournaments and played basketball. Nehemiah, like his father before him, dreamed of joining the army. He used to wear his dad's old army clothes. He was eager for more independence, but his parents did not agree with him. He liked to be able to go out like other teenagers his age to hang out with his girlfriend, but the rules at home were strict, and his mother enforced them to comply with the rules. On January 19, 2013, while his father was away working all night at a homeless shelter, a violent argument broke out in the evening between Nehemiah and his mother, who raised her voice at him, 
she sent him to bed earlier than expected. In his room, frustrated and very angry, Nehemiah did not accept the punishment, and after a few hours of being alone in his room, he decided to take revenge in the most horrible way. He waited patiently for his mother to go to bed. Around midnight, when there was no more noise in the house, everyone was asleep except Nehemiah. It was at this moment that he went to the cupboard where his father kept his firearms and took his 22 caliber rifle. With the gun in his hand, he walked quietly into the room where his parents slept. His mother and his nine-year-old brother Safaniah were sleeping there. When he arrived at his mother's bed, he shot her in the head. His brother was immediately awakened by the noise of the rifle and asked him what had just happened. Nehemiah calmly replied that he had just killed his mother. The little boy didn't understand, so Nehemiah grabbed his mother's head to show it to his brother. The young boy, Safaniah, then started to scream, so Nehemiah, without thinking twice, shot him dead. Just after this horrible act, Nehemiah heard his six-year-old sister and three-year-old sister crying because of the noise of the shots. When he entered the room, he found them both in each other's arms crying, but that didn't change his mind, so he raised his gun again and shot each of them in the head. After executing everyone in the house that night, he went back to his parents' room and took a picture of his mother's corpse. He sent that picture at one o'clock in the morning to his 12-year-old girlfriend and then went back to where his father's gun safe was located and took a 15 semi-automatic rifle. He shot again several times on the inert bodies of his sisters and then went to the parents' room and shot his dead mother and brother again. He waited patiently for his father to return, who had spent the night in a homeless shelter. It was only in the early morning that he returned to his home. When his father arrived, Nehemiah remained hidden at first, but when he passed the bathroom, he came out stealthily and shot him five times in the head and chest. His macabre plan did end with the execution of his whole family. After killing all the members of his family, Nehemiah took two weapons and extra ammunition from the place where his father kept the guns. He then took his father's van and headed to his girlfriend's parents' house to spend some time together. He met her, and for a few hours, the two of them enjoyed time at the basketball court. He then asked his girlfriend to tell everyone that her parents had died the day before in a car accident. Of course, she knew something was going on because the night before, he had sent her the photo of the corpse of her mother and now he's telling her that his family had a car accident. After the date with his girlfriend, he headed in the direction of the chapel that had been frequented by the family for many years. When the parishioners saw him arrive alone, they were immediately surprised. Nehemiah said that someone had broken into his house and killed all the members of his family, and to others he said that they had all died in a car accident. Pastor Justin quickly realized something serious had occurred when there was no trace of the family and several parishioners reported that Nehemiah had shown some strange behavior and made dramatic and incoherent statements. The pastor invited Nehemiah to his office and asked him questions to try and understand what had happened to his family. Nehemiah simply stated that they had died, and when pressed for more details, he said that he spent the night at a friend's house and found his family killed when he returned home at 5.30 a.m., the pastor asked why Nehemiah hadn't called 911, but Nehemiah had no answer. A police officer named Vince Harris, who was chief of security at the church, was present and the pastor told him about Nehemiah's statements. The officer found Nehemiah's calm statement suspicious and not consistent with someone who had just found their family killed. The pastor also noticed how different Nehemiah's behavior was from his usual cheerful and open personality. The officer initially thought it was a bad joke and decided to investigate the family's home with the pastor. When they arrived at the house, they were horrified by what they found. On the ground, they discovered the body of Nehemiah's father with multiple bullet wounds to the head. They also found the body of Nehemiah's mother in her room, together with the body of her son Safaniah. All the bodies were riddled with bullets. In another room, they found the lifeless bodies of Nehemiah's sisters, Yale and Angelina. Shaken by what they saw, they immediately contacted the police, the scene was secured, and Nehemiah was taken into custody for questioning. He told the interrogating officer the same story he had told the pastor, that he had gone to a friend's house on January 17, 2003, and returned home around 5.30 am on January 19 to find his family killed. 
However, his statements were confused and contradictory, which only intensified suspicions against him. He showed cold and unemotional behavior, with the only exception being when he spoke about a video game. Since 2012, Nehemiah had developed a severe addiction to violent video games and played them more and more, gradually changing his behavior. He saw his friends less and didn't want to go out. He spent all his time on these games and stopped participating in other activities, such as basketball or music. Moreover, his mother didn't appreciate that his son spent so much time playing video games, and it was often a source of conflict between them. The teenager finally confessed that he was responsible for the murders of his parents, as well as those of his brother and sisters. He also revealed his intent to kill more people by going to a busy shopping center, stating that the reason for his actions was his anger accumulated from violent video games. As a result of his confession, in January 2016, he was arrested and charged with five counts of murder and three counts of child abuse resulting in death. The court session was focused on determining whether he should be charged as an adult or a child. If charged as a child, he would have received psychological help and been released at the age of 21. On the other hand, if charged as an adult, he faced the possibility of up to 120 years in prison. This created a significant amount of uncertainty during the court session. The prosecutor argued that Nehemiah had committed the murders with full awareness and intent. His defense lawyer attempted to challenge the legality of the initial interrogation, as Nehemiah, being a minor, should have been accused as a minor. But this argument was unsuccessful and out of the question for the judge. The defense lawyer also suggested that Nehemiah may have had undiagnosed schizophrenia and that his actions may have been a result of physical and mental abuse from his parents. However, a psychologist named Dr. Mont Andy testified that the teenager did not show signs of mental health issues and described him as a hunter rather than someone acting in self-defense. The defense also requested a brain examination to determine if Nehemiah had suffered brain damage due to physical abuse, which could have affected his actions. For the record, the MRI was performed and there were lesions, but they were minimal. Experts stated that a simple roller coaster ride could have caused similar lesions. On February 16, 2016, the judge ruled in favor of Nehemiah and stated that he could be rehabilitated with help and appropriate care. This sentence implied that on March 20, 2018, after five years and two months in prison at the age of 21, Nehemiah would be released and have the support of some members of his family, such as his uncle, a former Democratic senator. Nehemiah suffered from undiagnosed psychological disorders. His aunt Regina spoke on her behalf, describing him as an angry child who had become a cold and methodical killer. As the months and years passed and his 21st birthday approached, concerns grew about his future release. Many did not believe in the version of the poor and oppressed little boy. They believed that Nehemiah was a psychopathic killer who had coldly planned this terrible massacre for weeks. He had the aim of committing a mass killing. It is worth mentioning that before the massacre of his family, Nehemiah had made some dark comments to his friends. He told them that he wanted to kill people in shopping malls and that he wanted to kill his own family. But, as is often the case, no one took him seriously. His teenage friends thought he was trying to show off and scare them, but they could never have imagined that he would carry out the crime. People believed that Nehemiah was dangerous, and if he was released from prison, there was a good chance he would be a threat to society. Some even wanted the state to be held responsible if he struck again. In addition, this case gained momentum, and only 11 days before his release, the general attorney finally succeeded in having the district court's decision overturned by the Court of Appeals. At the trial session, the attorney pointed out that there had been several disciplinary incidents since he had been in custody. Moreover, he had also threatened several people with death, including correctional officers. But that's not all. In 2014, Nehemiah had an affair inside the prison with a 35-year-old psychiatrist while he was only 17 years old. The psychiatrist was supposed to ensure that he was following his treatment, but in contrast, she was flirting with him. 
They were seen walking together, holding hands, avoiding being seen by cameras. He was flirting, but according to her, she would never have had a sexual relationship, even though she let him touch her body. For many, Nehemiah was considered dangerous and should not be released so quickly. After a legal battle, in 2019, he was tried again, but this time as an adult. The prosecutor emphasized to the new judge in charge what Nehemiah had said during his arrest, stating that there was no chance that a boy like Nehemiah could be rehabilitated. The judge stated that the murder of his family was not committed in self-defense or defense of another person but was done with full conviction. Despite this, he could still count on the support of some of his family members, who believed he was on the road to rehabilitation. Despite this support, his sisters declared that as a family they were relieved to learn that Nehemiah would be sentenced as an adult. They hoped that the punishment would finally bring a sense of justice to their long and difficult journey through the court system. Nehemiah spoke at the trial session, expressing, for the first time since 2000, an apology for the murders. He also revealed that he had been healed and was ready to move on. He thanked two of his uncles, who had supported him and visited him regularly in prison. One of Nehemiah's uncles recalled that Nehemiah's father, Greg, had been involved in a California gang when he was younger before converting to Christianity and becoming a minister. He believed that, despite Nehemiah's troubled past, society would not want him to spend the rest of his life in prison. He asked the judge to highly consider supervised rehabilitation for his nephew. On November 1, 2019, nearly seven years after the incident, lead judge Alice sentenced Nehemiah Griego to three more years in prison. In a last-ditch effort to be placed in a specialized center for proper psychological treatment, Nehemiah made a recorded statement to the judge, asking not to be abandoned and rejected once again. In a nutshell, this story that occurred in New Mexico is truly a tragedy as an entire family has been decimated, including the parents and three innocent children who tragically lost their lives. I must admit that what gave me chills in this story was the coldness with which he executed his little brothers and sisters. I have the impression that before killing them, he wanted to terrify them. The scene where he showed his mother's head after shooting her to his little brother was to shock and terrorize him. Then, when he went to his little sister's room, he saw them panicking and crying in each other's arms, and without any scruples, he shot each of them in the head, who could do such a thing except a monster. In Nehemiah's case, the judges considered that he represented too great a danger at the moment, and in prison, he made quite a few mistakes, which is generally not a good omen for the future. It is true that his upbringing certainly contributed to the tragedy, but not all frustrated children commit such crimes. He killed everyone, and the most frightening thing is that he wanted to kill even more people. I don't know what you think, but feel free to express your opinion in the comments. I think it's great that he hasn't been released, because he would be free right now. After having coldly massacred his whole family, do you think he can be reintegrated into society so quickly? In any case, he has always had the support of his family, who have fought to keep him in prison as little as possible. His uncle even said that Gregory wouldn't have wanted his son to be in prison, but I think that above all, Gregory wouldn't have wanted his son to kill anyone. His aunt has always been there to support him, and she now says that he is being properly cared for. She is advocating for him to be taken care of in a professional mental health care facility, and not in prison. For her, he is sick, and he belongs in a psychiatric hospital. She thinks that there is hope that he will be rehabilitated, and she doesn't want her nephew to spend the rest of his life in prison. In my opinion, there are generally three types of teenagers who kill their parents. Firstly, the children who have been severely abused by their parents, Secondly, the children with mental disorders, and finally, the dangerous psychopaths. Certainly, a psychopath sees their parents as obstacles, preventing them from achieving their goals, such as going out to see his girlfriend. 
In contrast, he prevented her from living her life. In this case, it is difficult to know what occurred within the family as there is limited information available. Did Nehemiah feel good about his brother and sisters, or did he feel jealous of them? He had said that he had a lot of anger inside of him. In such a context, is rehabilitation possible? The question of whether a teenager should be sentenced as an adult in these circumstances is a difficult one. In conclusion, I look forward to hearing your thoughts on this topic in the comments. I hope that despite the sadness of this case, you have enjoyed my video. Similar cases will be covered on this channel, so be sure to subscribe and like, comment, and share. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to follow for more crime stories.